Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, yes, yes, yes. A good hump day to one and all. It's Taz with the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. As we take you for the next three hours right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, we've got Mike Pete across the way. Bogish Taz is out here on this Wednesday morning. Don't fret. He'll be back with us tomorrow morning, but he is out today. Bogish has got double duty. He's got updates. He's filling in for Taz on this Wednesday morning. What's going on, Andrew? How are you doing, Moose, bud? Moose, good morning. It's good to see you. Thoughts and prayers to Taz. Hopefully he is back tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. So he'll be back tomorrow. Um, I know he has a scheduled day off on Friday. Yes, he does. So we're gonna he does. Do so we're going to do it twice this week, you and I. You're welcome. We'll make this dance advance. again. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining me and gracing me with your presence and gracing uh, our great audience with your presence, Bogish. Not just with your updates, but... For the course of three whole hours, 180 yeah. minutes of Andrew Bogus. I appreciate you noticing that yes. and uh, appreciating it as well. It's my <laughs> pleasure to be yeah, here. Yeah, my <laughs> pleasure's all mine. Pleasure's all mine. So as we're over the pleasantries, um, and the number to call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. Thank you, Mean Gene. Appreciate that here on this Wednesday morning. We get into a little college football as the... First college football rankings uh, do come out last night. Uh, And interesting because I think I was one team off in terms of my prediction. I had Ohio State with uh, being the number one team in the land, and they are. Uh, I had had, uh, certainly um, uh, LSU two, Alabama three. I had Clemson four. Penn State ends up being four. And Clemson, the fifth team in the land. So those are your top five teams with the initial college football rankings. Obviously, all those teams are undefeated as we sit here on this Wednesday morning. But Ohio State, which I believe and have felt for a little while here, uh, that they are the number one team in the land. Uh, they are, for the first time, number one in the college football rankings since we started doing this all the way back in 2014. I think the best thing about the list for me, Moose, is that, um, and it's the first list, I think there's four more before Selection Sunday night, Yeah, um, is that anything that I'm going to tell you in the next three hours is a nitpick. To me, there's no glaring issue with this list. Uh, I would have put LSU number one, probably followed by Ohio State, so them flip-flopping officially is no big deal. With you, I had Clemson in at number four after Alabama. Um, So Penn State being there, not a big deal because Clemson has the ability uh, to certainly move forward if they win out. It's hard hard for me to think that they can't be or wouldn't be in this top four, especially since Penn State has Minnesota this weekend and then Ohio State, I think, three weeks from now. So either Penn State's going ahead because they beat Minnesota and Ohio State or they're falling out of the top four for losing one of those games or maybe even both of them. So Clemson, while they're not in right now, they've got plenty of time and plenty of ways to get themselves back in that top four. And then everything else, you know, shapes up the way it is. A couple of things jump out, why they're there, why 
that team is there. But I think for the most part, this list is um, is a fair assessment of where we are well, right now. And listen, I, I know people can look at it, Andrew, and say, well, where's the respect for Clemson of what they've done and what they've accomplished? But you look at it, the Clemson Tigers have not played like a, a top four team in the land. I, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I, and I know two is hurt for Alabama, and we'll see if he plays on Saturday when they take on LSU. And, and that is uh, the monumental matchup of the weekend, and Dennis Dodd is going to join us a little later on the program. So look forward to that conversation uh, for Andrew and myself, and we'll be talking a lot of college football with him and does a great job on CBSSports.com. But I really don't think Clemson has played. I, I think if you look at the eyeball test this year, you know, I think Penn State's been more impressive. Uh, I think Alabama, even though they haven't played all that much, I think they've been more impressive. Uh, you know, I think certainly Ohio State's been more impressive. And you look at LSU, I think they've all been more impressive. So, and and you're dead on correct. It's not a case where Clemson, if you're, you know, reading the story this morning, what does Clemson need to do? Well, Clemson, all they, all they need to do is take care of business. If they take care of business and remain undefeated at the end of the year and win the ACC championship and uh, they are, you know, unblemished as this season does go final, I mean, they're going to be one of the semifinalists. I have a hard time envisioning that they're not. You mentioned Ohio State, Penn State. They play one another, so that's going to take care of one of those teams. They're going to go by the wayside. I mean, you know, you could make an argument maybe, you know, if Penn State beats Ohio State, they do move up, right? LSU is playing Alabama this weekend, so one of those teams is going to take a big fat L, uh, you know, whether, you know, so that's going to hurt them. I mean, all Clemson really needs to do is remain undefeated, and they're going to be one of the top four teams. And initially, I mean, there's a good argument to be made. You know, at the end of it, one of those two teams, either Alabama or Clemson, or might might be the second team, number two ranking when the final college football rankings do come out. Because I do think Ohio State's going to go undefeated. Yeah, I wouldn't, and I think LSU is too. I think LSU is going to win this weekend, uh, and I think then I'm interested to see how far Alabama would fall. Do they go out of the top four altogether? Do they go from three to four? Because here's the thing that, that Stu, uh, Stu Mandel wrote, laid out very well at the, at the Athletic this morning about the way it goes three, four, and five. Um, there's no problem when you look at Penn State and their resume, and they've got two quality wins, Michigan and is it Iowa? Why am I blanking on the second one? But they've got two quality wins that Clemson doesn't have. So fine, they're ahead of Clemson. Here's the problem. Those two quality wins that Penn State have, Alabama also doesn't have them. So Penn State's behind Alabama. So the question that that Stu raises is, why is the resume comparison hurting Clemson, but not even even closely hurting Alabama, who's not who stays ahead of Penn State? They get the benefit of the doubt because I guess they've beaten the, their crappy t- opponents better than Clemson has. Well, more decisively. I, I mean, sure. I mean, and, and, and but that to me it doesn't have the same weight as going. You know, well. So put Penn State ahead of Alabama then, and then explain to me that Alabama's ahead of Clemson because they have have more blowouts on their week schedule. But to me, to have Alabama ahead of Penn State, but not but then Penn State ahead of Clemson, and you're comparing resumes there, but not really comparing Alabama's resume, there's a little bit of an inconsistency there. But again, it's going to flesh itself out over these, last, these next couple of weeks unless they get a little more inconsistent in the way they start judging these teams. What do you mean by that? Well, because I, I think that you can't, to me, you can't apply one logic in one direction, but not the other. Alabama and Clemson are very similar in terms of their resume. Sure. Because and I think both of them, their best win is Texas A&M, which is not a good football team right no. now. I think they have three losses. So you want to separate Alabama and Clemson based on Alabama has more blowouts or has been more impressive. Yeah, they've been trans- more decisive. Or you just think that they're better. That's fine. 
But I think then you have to apply Penn State fairly to both of them. And if Penn State's two quality wins get them past Clemson, they should get them past Alabama as well. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's fair. So you want to have Penn State being the third-ranked team and Alabama being fourth. Right, four. and so, and I mean, again, this is, this is nitpicking, but it's also it connects into the future because Alabama now stays in this spot. You know, if they, you like Alabama right now, right? If they go and play LSU this weekend and they lose a last-possession, one-score game, if they lose 24-21 LSU, the game could have gone in either direction, they're not going to plummet. They might just go to number four. So like I, I think the, uh, the concern is that Alabama has again put itself in this position where it's going to get the benefits of the doubt or the benefit of the doubts that other schools don't get. Well, I mean, I, well, to a degree, they they've earned it. Number one, and and I get the the well, logic I don't, but that they've earned it because they're Alabama always. Like I don't know that well, you can I, carry I, over from year to year this well, like but, goodwill. I mean, I I do think. Uh, well, I I don't know about that. I mean, I, I you know I I don't know. I, I mean, I think we've seen them bend over backwards in terms of the respect that they have for the SEC. I don't think the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the Pac Ten, uh, the I should say the Pac Twelve now. Uh, I don't think any of those other conferences have the respect with this selection committee uh, or when we've gone through this process historically that the SEC has had. The, they've gone over and, and really kind of hammered the point home about how good that Southeastern Conference is. I think you know when – I agree with you. When you look at the resume, certainly Penn State has had more quality wins than Alabama, but then you look at what Alabama has historically shown, what Saban has historically shown, and – and you also look at Alabama, you know, they're going to be taking on LSU this weekend and say if Tua doesn't play. Say if they have a close loss, but Tua does not play. How right. much does that factor in to the selection committee? Because obviously the backup quarterback's not as good as the starting well, quarterback who's expected to be the number one overall pick come April in the NFL draft. So why doesn't Clemson get this, that same carryover effect into this year? Uh, I think Clemson doesn't get the same carryover effect because I, I don't think they've looked the part up until this point. Do you see what I'm saying? But neither is Alabama, but now we're factoring well, no, in 2018 and 2017 Al- well, for Alabama no, Al- here in 2019. But Alabama's looked better than Clemson this year. Right, so they, they have. So again, I have, no, I have no problem. If you're just doing Clemson versus Alabama, I'm okay with the Tide being ahead in this list. The, the dis- I got you. The, the disconnect when you throw saying. Penn State in the middle, I think that's the problem. And that would bother me if I'm anybody else but Alabama here, is that last year, the year before that, the last decade should not factor in at all because again or you need to remember what Clemson has done the last couple of years and give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're going to figure this out and that well, they're going in this. the right do direction. Think, do you think they're going to put two Big Ten schools ahead of an SEC school that's undefeated? Well, I mean, they or two should. SEC schools I that mean, are undefeated. They should. I don't know if they should. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think Alabama is better than Penn State this year. I mean, I, you know, and I understand what Penn State has beaten. But watching the, both of those teams play, I think Alabama's a better football team. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to beat LSU if they don't have two on Saturday coming off that high ankle sprain in the surgery. You know, they could easily lose to LSU and Joe Burrows and and, and, and the LSU Tigers and uh, this weekend. That could happen. I don't know if it's necessarily the case. If they take a loss, I mean, clearly they're going to fall from the top five. I don't see a way in which Alabama loses on Saturday to LSU um, and you've got four undefeated schools, and you're going to keep Alabama ahead of one of those undefeated schools. Do you? Um, maybe not for a week, but I, I don't know that a loss this weekend kills Alabama for the season. Oh, I don't think it destroys them for the year. Because I'm just it's talking Alabama. about the, we're looking at the rankings. Yeah. We're looking at this. I don't think it necessarily takes Alabama out of the uh, out of the equation because we've already talked about Ohio State, Penn State play one another. Right. I mean, so one of those teams is going to be handed a big fat L. And I don't think Penn State could afford to take that loss. I think Ohio State, 
could potentially lose that game if it's say it's a close game based on where they are in the rankings and the fact that how good that defense is and what Fields has done at the quarterback position. You say, all right, well, maybe Ohio State, they would need a lot of things to break their way, but maybe if Ohio State takes a loss, maybe they still could find their way with a little bit of help into the into the national semifinals when all is said and done. I don't know if Penn State necessarily could take a fat L and find their way back into the college football national semifinals. I I, I don't know if they could. I you know, and you want to say respect based on what they've done in the past, the history of the program, you know, the you know, the, I think all those things I you know, it's easy to say Andrew, well those should not factor in, but you know they factor in. I mean, the respect that you know, that selection committee has for Alabama, but you want to say, all right, well, Clemson deserves the same respect as Alabama. Look at what they did to them in the national championship game a year ago. I get it, but I've also watched Clemson this year. Lawrence has not played up to expectations. They struggled against Carolina. They easily could have lost that game against the Tar Heels if they have a two-point conversion. You know, I don't look at the SEC as being particularly strong this year either. Uh, you know, so I think all those things do factor in. You know, you mentioned it being nitpicky. It's a little bit, but I get the point that you're making. You just want to see a little bit more consistency. If you're going to have Penn State behind Alabama, then why aren't why isn't Penn State in front of Alabama if they're in front of Clemson? Yeah, and then again, like you said, it's it's we're splitting hairs here from in the bigger picture. From looking down onto the list, the list is good in general, um, but there's a couple of interesting trends that are developing after their first selection. And you know, the one one of the things that they always say every week that I've never understood how you can do it like intellectually is that I, we start with a blank sheet of paper every week, like it's as if it did nothing happen. And I. I just don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do because that. Because you I can't. I think that's nonsense. You I agree can't with you. start from like yes. Technically, I may have a blank sheet of paper in front of me, and I start writing down my list one through twenty-five. But in my head, I know what I wrote down last week. I know the context of how the season has gone through ten or eleven weeks. So like I am ba- like everything that I'm writing down right now is based off what has already happened. Um, so like it's just. When they when they start making that list, there there are built-in advantages for certain places. Alabama has the longest list of these built-in advantages, and they can negate all of that by just winning out the rest of the way and looking awful impressive this weekend against LSU. Um, but I but I'm almost intrigued. I almost want them to lose this weekend to really get a test of where this committee is willing to go with them. Because if they like as you said, if Tua doesn't play. And they lose a well, tight they got game. A belted excuse, right? If if Tua doesn't play and they lose a tight game, I don't I don't know how far they move back. I mean, I think no matter what, though, like Georgia is the barrier, and Georgia right now is number six. Like they're not going to fall unless they lose fifty to nothing and Tua plays and looks terrible. They're not going to fall behind Georgia. They're not going. So they're, the worst they're going to be is six, and then they'll be able to go. They'll the door will open in front of them for them to move right back in. And be well, there again be honest, in January. And I don't even know if they necessarily move behind Georgia. Is if you want to compare losses? No, no, they'll be ahead of Georgia. So, yeah. like, if they if if they were to lose, they'll go to they'll move back to six. Georgia will become seven, and teams will go f- forward in front of them. Right, right. Or well, no, or they'll go to five. They'll go to five. Right. That's and my team, point yeah. being right. They'll, they won't move behind Georgia. Georgia will stay where they're yeah, at. Georgia they'll is move. the brick wall. They right. won't go farther they than Georgia go, because Georgia lost to South Carolina. Yeah. If you lose a close game, I mean, and obviously the optics of it. I mean, they get their doors blown off by LSU. Everything changes. They lose a game on a last second kick. You know, with uh, two seconds to go regulation, Tua doesn't play in the game. They're not falling behind Georgia. They lose that game forty-five to three. 
and get their doors blown off, then they're going to fall behind Georgia. I mean, that, you know, and I do think that obviously, and and that does factor in. But I agree with you; it's nonsense. I mean, to say that to say that you know you, you go in there like you like you've never experienced college football before, and you're looking at these teams like it's the first time you look at them. Every time you're putting out and rolling out these college football rankings. It's complete utter nonsense. Of course it plays in. Just based on the discussion we're having here about Alabama and Penn State. Is if you're looking at a blank slate and you're not factoring in anything about Nick Saban and Alabama, you're just looking at the resumes of what these two football programs have done on the field. Now, listen, we're talking about the three and four ranking when you're looking at these rankings. But if you're looking at it and you're being honest with yourself – Penn State deserves to be three, and Alabama should be four. I mean, that's the really what it should be sitting here on this Wednesday morning if it's a quote-unquote blank slate and right. a blank piece of paper. Yeah, and listen, you, you, and you, you want to be in that top four spot. That's all you really care about. The numbers yeah. next to your name don't necessarily matter unless you, you know, particularly you don't want to face somebody. Um, and you know, kudos to the committee because it would have been easy to make Clemson number four based on the past and based on the fact that since the North Carolina scare – you know, they've basically won by three or four touchdowns every single game. Now, it's four games against mediocre opponents, Wofford most recently. Yeah. Um, but but they have started to take it to people over the last month, so maybe they're going in the right direction. So at least to show the chutzpah to put Penn State in there, who's a sneaky good football team. We've, we've paid very little attention to them, I think, nationally this year because of Ohio State, because of the developing LSU-Alabama game coming up here, because Clemson has maybe not as been as impressive as we wanted it to be. Penn State has snuck itself deservedly into this top four for now. Well, I think what hurts Penn State nationally is when you look at the Big Ten, they've got two gorillas of attention in the Big Ten Conference. It's Ohio State and it's Harbaugh and Michigan. And I think everyone, when when the season opens up, and I'm not trying to disrespect Penn State and what that program has done and, 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 and what Franklin has done and how good that team is, but we all know this. When, when, you, know, you don't have to be the biggest college football fan in the land. When you're thinking about how much focus has been paid on Jim Harbaugh and Michigan and their struggles initially, and then them finally beating Notre Dame and what that does for the program, and you know Harbaugh's failures against teams against Ohio State and this that. I mean that's that sucked the oxygen out of the room when you think about the Big Ten Conference, and then it's Ohio State, right? Before it was Urban Meyer, now it's Ryan Day. They haven't missed a beat. You know we're talking about uh, you know how great that defense is. Uh, and they might have the best defensive player in the land, and they clearly do. And Chase Young, who might be a, you know the number one overall pick or number two overall pick come April in the NFL draft, depending on whether or not Tua comes out this year for Alabama here, Andrew. But those two teams, I think because those programs really kind of suck the oxygen out of that conference in terms of the attention, it's hard for Penn State to get the necessary love and burn that they deserve. But well, they are a good team. And they right. also, they don't, have, um, they don't have that one singular player that you pay attention to either. Right, there's no Barkley. Right, um, there's no LeVar Arrington going back deep yeah, into the one. Penn State annals yeah. for you know when we were younger men. Um, there's not that one guy that makes you go f- watch them. They're just good. I mean, they're they're... Their head coach is their guy, yeah. but even James Franklin is, as you said, you know, is overshadowed by Harbaugh and others. So they've put themselves in a nice little spot here, and they've, you know, lost in the shuffle of LSU Alabama. Is them in Minnesota at noon on Saturday? I think it's the first time ever, or the first time in a long time, this late in the season, we've had two unbeaten matchups on the same Saturday. That's nice back to back. That is a nice back to back day, and I like that they're the, during the day too. Yeah, so do I. Twelve and three thirty. I know people are complaining about Saturday. Why not? Why is not L- Alabama LSU at eight o'clock at night? I know that TV comes into play. I love the fact that it's three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, I, you know, I don't need to be up till eleven forty five at night watching Alabama LSU. And I think 
ESPN slash ABC made that a noon kick for the for for the Big Ten game, and I would have done the same thing. It's Clemson NC State at night on ABC Saturday. I would have put that game first. I want my game to go first. Like after LSU Alabama, maybe running into kickoff too or close to kickoff of that night game. People are fatigued. They, you know, you, you watch that game. You go, all right, I need a break. You get up and walk around. Then you, maybe you go out and do your plans. At noon, though, I'm in there first. And I like then, I know you're opening kind right, of Right, I got SEC, the fresh college football but I, Right, I got you wide awake. It's fresh 9 a.m. out west. It's noon here. <laughs> you know, you and I can go out and do some, we can get your your, your honeydew list done. Yes, exactly And you right. get home. And then at 8 o'clock, too, you can go back to family time. It's a yeah. good setup to say. I, I, I like do it. like. I'm with you. I do like it. I do think the rankings are a little refreshing. I do like the fact that we're not looking at Alabama, Clemson, one, two in the land, and then it's everybody else, and us focus on that. Now the other teams had to do. I like the fact that Ohio State's one, or even for argument, if we if, if it wasn't Ohio State, if it was LSU, and it was LSU, Ohio State, Ohio State, LSU, if, say Penn State was. I do like the fact that three of the top four teams. You know, it's refreshing that it's not Georgia, Alabama, and and Clemson, and three of the top four teams in the land. I think that's not. I think that's good for college football. I think you need. Not saying those. You know, I think you need sometimes to be a little bit kind of an institution of change where programs, when they they have a good year, it can't just be all ball dominated. When we look at Alabama and Clemson, it's nice that you're having a little bit of a different ranking. The initial one, we'll see where it plays out. I mean, at the end of it, it could still be Alabama. Right, and Clemson. that's the thing. It's only the first. It's list. only the first <laughs> list. So I mean, I might be complaining about it later on down yeah. the line. But I do like the fact that the initial list. I'm not looking at Alabama as being the number yeah. one team in the land. We could still end up with LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and then Alabama again in the final four. Depending yeah, on how things that is go. true. You're right about that. Did you Alabama like, two shots? Did you like the fact that they were at Madison Square Garden? For the basketball doubleheader, Kansas and Duke, and then Michigan State and Kentucky, um, you know, the what Champions Classic at MSG and NYC, the fact that you had Herb Street and the guys unveiling the college football rankings, you know, at MSG, at uh, Madison Square Garden. Synergy is a beautiful thing, isn't it? I think it's I mixing think it was, college I it was, basketball and football. And, and I get in between your, I get the crossover. And, yeah. You mentioned synergy and trying to take care of all the college, ba- uh, you know, and and those that aren't college basketball, all of a sudden they're watching it because they want to see what the college football rankings are, and maybe they'll get locked in to a little college hoops. To me, I think it's lame. I, I you know, I honestly, I didn't, I did not enjoy. I don't need to see Kirk Herbstreet talking and breaking down schedules and why Ohio State's the number one team in the land. As the the scoreboard clock is in the background at Madison Square Garden, I, I don't need to see that. That to me makes no sense. I don't understand. I think you're overthinking it. No. Well, I mean, the the, the annoying thing is just having to wait to find out. Normally, this is like a six thirty seven Eastern thing. The list pops up and we move on. But this is late because they do it during the during the basketball stuff to give you your little company synergy together there. I mean, I didn't see it live, so I don't have the same visceral reaction. Oh my god, you I'm did. watching. I'm like, but, really? I, I mean, need Joey Galloway at Madison Square Garden with Herb Street. It's par for the course. What was it? Uh, who else was there? Uh, I'm trying to think. I know. I saw Kevin Durant and Tom Thibodeau watching the game from the from the sidelines. Oh well, yeah, of that's course. some date. Well, Danny Ainge was there. You okay. see Danny? I did not see Danny Ainge. Yeah, no. Ainge was there. He had his Apple Eye uh, earbuds in there. How fancy. Yeah, he was sitting there with those, in, which is annoying, which is such the trendy thing to do. People would just walk around with the earbuds in their hands. I'm just jealous that they fit in your ear. I've never been able to. Apple earphones are not made for my ears. They do not stay in. Oh, it's Jesse Palmer. Yes, thank you, Mike. Jesse Palmer. Herb Street, Jesse Palmer, Joey Galloway there. 
breaking down the college football rankings as I'm trying to watch a little college hoops. Thank you. <laughs> Get me back to Tyrese Maxey. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, it's Malusis, it's Bogus, Taz and the Moose here on this Wednesday morning. The college football rankings are out. The first batch. What's your thoughts with uh, Ohio State being the number one team in the land? Number two is uh, is another undefeated team and a, a great team at that LSU. Number three is Alabama. Number four is Penn State. All undefeated. Clemson, fifth team on the outside looking in, but they've got work to do and certainly going to get a little help moving forward. What's your take on what the initial college football rankings show you? Want to hear from you at 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on a Wednesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Malusis and Bogish with you. It's a Wednesday morning. A little college football. Get us going. Let's head out to uh, Destin, Florida. Uh, that's a great town uh, name. It's Ed. It's CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Ed? Uh, good morning, guys from the Emerald Coast. Just uh, headed in this morning. And, uh, you know, looking at uh, the Georgia LSU Alabama thing, if Alabama loses this ball game, uh, Georgia goes on, plays for the SEC title and wins. Uh, Georgia's going to have one loss, but they're going to have beaten three teams that were ranked in the top 10 when they played them. And the only t- top 10 school Alabama would have played, they would have lost to. So I don't see how. You know, you put Alabama in uh, as a one-loss team when the only school they played all year that was ranked was, and they lost to them. No, Ed, let's, let's clarify. We were talking about when the next rankings came out. So we're talking about not gotcha. necessarily, you know, a, a scenario at the end of the season. Bogus sure. and I were having a conversation. Alabama loses to LSU this weekend. We got to say, for argument's sake, say it's a close loss, and they lose to, uh, you know, LSU on Saturday. Uh, yeah, we're I don't talking, think they fall too far. No, that that, that was the point that we're talking about. I mean, it, it's a Georgia's still got an opportunity to get themselves into it. They're by far by no stretch of the imagination are they out of the mix here. Um, even with that loss to South Carolina. Yeah, and I think the the bigger point too, not specific to just Georgia, is that we've seen now the committee will be as creative as possible to get Alabama in. I mean, we've seen them make That's it true. when they didn't even win their division in the SEC. And I'm not saying that was necessarily the wrong choice, but there's there's just there are different doors open to Alabama to get them yeah. into this Final Four that no one else has access to those doors. So it, it and it probably will line up like you said in in your scenario. It'd be hard to make the case, obviously, to get them in that last four. But to me, almost all bets are off when it comes to Alabama and these rankings. Yeah, and you know it's not supposed to be a historical bet. You're not supposed to get points because of the national titles you've won but you made a good point earlier when you look at clemson they've won two of the last three national titles how are they ranked below alabama right now and i I see both both of their schools as you said the best wins texas a&m and you thought at the first year that'd be a great win but that hadn't turned out to be so great now 
No, it's not a great win, but I also think when you watch both teams this year, I think Alabama, even though they haven't played anybody, um, and neither really is Clemson, I think Alabama's been a little bit more visually impressive than Clemson has. Yeah, and now, I don't know what we I mean, I think that Carolina game does hang here a little bit. Now, you want to say, okay, you know, Clemson deserves the benefit of the doubt more because there's been a change at the top than Alabama. And and that's a similar argument that Andrew was making in terms of, well, if you're not going to respect Clemson, how do you respect Alabama? If you're going to look at what Penn State's done this year, Penn State should then be in front of Alabama, and then it should be Alabama 4, Clemson 5, or Clemson 4, Alabama 5, however way you want to look at it. But Penn State does deserve the benefit of the doubt because if I'm looking at just sure, uh, sheerly just on this season, Penn State's had a better resume and done more on the college football field than Alabama has, which is a fair point. Yeah, and I think one thing that we, we – and this this is kind of pretty boy football this year. Uh, we've seen it happen with Lincoln Riley a few times in the last few years where you ran up tremendous uh, points during the year but couldn't play a lick of defense. And when I look at these teams right now, uh, Alabama's won national titles, and they always had a top five defense. This year they got a top maybe 40. I think they were ranked 38th in defense. This is a different game, and I just think, and I'm going to get off here and let somebody else call in, but I just think that this Georgia team and Ohio State teams uh, are the two teams that can, they play offense, but they play great defense. And when it gets down, when that funnel comes down to the last few teams, you got to play some defense, guys. Love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you got Eddie. Uh, safe travels there on the Emerald Coast down there in Florida. But, um, yeah, don't disagree. I mean, that's why I thought Ohio State was going to be one. I think they deserve to be one. I do think they're the best overall team in college football this year uh, up until this stage because of the fact of how good that defense is, what Chase Young is, and what that offense is as well. Um, I think they're the best all-around team. And I agree with you. LSU doesn't have a great defense either. I mean, they don't. They've taken a little bit of a hit, and they just lost their sack leader. Yeah. He might return to the team. Uh, but not December, for this weekend. But not for this weekend, not against Alabama. Uh, and I think he only had like three and a half or two and a half, three and a half sacks on the year. But he is now gone. And and you mentioned in terms of the downturn in Alabama's defense. Alabama was always, you know, a top 10, top five unit. Yeah. And they're a top 40 unit this year. Well, their injuries happened before the season even began. Yep. Um, and there was a hand, especially at the linebacker level. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, it's a cliche, but at least we get him on the field this weekend to answer some of these questions. I still can't believe we live in a world, Moose, where um, the LSU quarterback might be the best player on the field this weekend. I mean, this is what, like a decade of them having all this talent everywhere else on the field and just cycling through guys who couldn't play the position. And now they got a player. And now they got a guy who might be the number one pick in the draft when we get to the spring. But at the very least for now... Joe Burrow can can just spin it, and oh, I and it's about great. time they found someone to play that position this well. And they brought in a play caller as well that's got a clue too. Uh, but you're right, Burrow's been fantastic. Let's head out to Ohio. It's Victor at CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Victor? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. How you doing today? Oh, we're doing well, Victor. How are you doing, buddy? Thanks for making the call. What's on your mind? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, man. Yeah. So I just like to say that I think the committee nailed it. They hit it right on the head. Um, you know, being an Ohio guy, of course, I'm a little biased. But, you know, if you look at the body of work from Ohio State, uh, I just don't think it really compares. I think LSU has a wonderful team. I think Burroughs, you know, great for him for going down there and just doing work. Like you said, he's spinning it left and right. But um, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, Ohio State is by far the best team. And I think Penn State also has a pretty good shot. It'll be interesting to see when those two match up. 
uh, this season. Oh, I think it's going to be great in a couple weeks, uh, Victor, when we get that. Ohio State-Penn State, I think, is going to be a, a wonderful matchup. And that, that's where you know college football is able to take it to another level uh, when so much is on the line in these games. When, you know, you realize Ohio State, Penn State, and maybe you can make the argument the Buckeyes could afford to lose a close game. Penn State, I don't know if they necessarily can. They're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Well, they can lose a close game to Ohio State if they beat Minnesota this weekend and they get to that Buckeye game undefeated. That's fair. That's fair. And But you you look at overall, though, I mean, overall, that's why these games have so much more significance. That's why Alabama LSU this Saturday is going to be an absolute joy to watch because of what is on the line and really how LSU is kind of doing it differently, as is Alabama as compared to years gone by. I mean, there were times where you looked at those defenses were so dominant, so good, that you were saying, all right, the first team to, that's able to you know generate 14 points is going to win the game. I mean, that's not hmm. the case now, If especially if two is healthy on the field. If two is able to play on Saturday, I mean, Alabama's going to score points, and we know Joe Burrow and LSU is going to score points on the Alabama defense. Was that one game... A primetime game was it nine six? Yes, LSU Alabama. Yes, good times. It was nine six. All field goals. It'll be nine six before the end of the first quarter on Saturday. Well, yeah, that's what that's what that's what it's setting up for. Sometimes when it's set up that way, you that's don't true. necessarily get that. But I agree <laughs> with you. That's what it's set up for. We were discussing yesterday in the newsroom here because obviously we're in New York, so um, the football focus professionally is Giants Jets, which is going to be all sorts of amazing on Sunday. Um, and that game to me is shaping up to be one of those low-scoring, unique final score games because there's going to be... What, like I mean, 6-2? Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. There was, what was that? There was an 11-10. There was one time where the Steelers played a game where it was, the, you know, and, and there's a there's a funky word for it that I can't remember now, but, like, when you get the first final score ever, and that one was, like, 16-12 or 11. <laughs> I think that's where we're going on Sunday because there's going to be a safety. There's going to miss be a missed PAT. Oh, it's going to be a disaster. Which then leads to maybe a missed two-point conversion. So they're going to be all over the place in this game on Sunday. I think it's going to be a little cleaner for Alabama and LSU I think on it Saturday. Will. I agree with you. But I think Jets-Giants, if you're locally in the tri-state area, if you happen to live in the Northeast, I mean, it, it is appointment television because it's like watching a train wreck. Yeah. It's like, which team could possibly be worse? <laughs> Who's gonna, Which coach is going to be more inept? That's really going to be the question. Uh, Bogus, what's going on this morning, bud? Moose, our first report today is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Yes, college football carried the conversation last night and this morning, but it was also opening night in college hoops. Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, all off in the NBA, but Duke still has Trey Jones, 15 points, six rebounds, seven assists, and a 68-66 win over Kansas in the Garden in the Champions Classic. Jones head coach, Coach K. This year it's his team, so there's he feels less pressure with more responsibility. Those are the type of people you would like in your organization. In the nightcap at mm. the Garden, number two Kentucky took down number one Michigan State, 69-62. Freshman Tyrese Maxey led the Wildcats with 26. Now to those college football playoff rankings, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State atop the initial list revealed last night. Unbeaten Clemson on the outside looking in at the moment. One loss Oregon, one loss Utah repping the Pac-12 at numbers 7 and 8. In the NBA, Trey Young showing off against the Spurs. Now Trey dribbling. Tricky dribbles. Goes baseline. Passes underneath. DeAndre Pembry jams. What a play by Trey Young. And the Hawks lead 95-88. 
DeAndre Pembry with a basket. Pretty sure that LaMarcus Aldridge tore both ACLs trying to defend Trey Young on that dribble off the wing. Steve Holman of the call on Hawks Radio. Young 13 assists, 29 points in a 108-100 victory. Hours after teammate John Collins got a 25-game PED suspension. The Nuggets dropped the Heat 109-89. Oklahoma City topped Orlando 102-94. The Celtics a 119-113 win in Cleveland. Gordon Hayward a career-high tying 39 points. And the Lakers outscored the Bulls in Chicago 118-112. Third straight triple-double for LeBron. He had 30 points, 10 rebounds. 11 assists. The Carolina Panthers finally pulling the trigger on Cam Newton. He lands on IR with his lingering foot injury. Meanwhile, the Jaguars are going back to Nick Foles after this week's bye. They end up 4-4 four, four and four under Gardner Minshew while Foles' broken collarbone healed. The St. Louis Cardinals yesterday gave extensions to manager Mike Schilt, GM Mike Gersh, and president of basketball operations John Mozalak. And on ice, the Islanders on a 10-game win streak 4-1 over the Senators. The Bruins' six-game run ends in Montreal 5-4. Moose? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. 855-212-4227. Want to hear from you. You like the initial college football rankings with Ohio State 1. Second-ranked team in the land, LSU. Third-ranked team uh, in the land, Alabama. Fourth-ranked team in the land, Penn State. Fifth, Clemson on the outside looking in initially, but they can obviously play their way in. Uh, based on what's left on their schedule, let's left on uh, who's in front of them, their schedule. Want to hear from you? 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose. Bogus in for Taz on this Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to ask the pros. Were you the listener get to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts? Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service. Where at O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every single day. Let's head out to Florence, South Carolina. It's Michael at CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Michael? Hey, man, I uh, wanted to call in and talk about the, the ranking, the college football rankings last night. Yeah, take it away. Uh, being a Clemson fan, uh, I'm completely okay with these rankings because uh, this, the committee basically did themselves a favor um, by putting those four teams in right now at this point in the season. That way, that later on in the season when Clemson's 13-0 and uh, <laughs> and they're right there, you know, they, they won't have to hear about how sorry the schedule is or anything like that because these other teams will just cancel themselves out. And they can slide them right up on in there. It won't be any excuse. So that's kind of my thoughts on these first rankings. Yeah, and if you don't think that Dabo is going to use this to push these guys for the next couple of weeks, that they're not in this top four, I mean, it's perfect built-in motivation. I mean, he's going to use it. I get it. I mean, but, you know, I I don't think it's – I mean, you're you're the fifth-ranked team in the land. I mean, I I don't think it's this uh, amazing monumental insult to the Clemson Tigers. Uh, You know, if if you're going to base it, judge – if you're going to – if you're going to be consistent, you're going to just base it ju- on what you've seen this year. You know, I think they've probably been the fifth most impressive team. I think they sit where they should lie. Now, we could debate about three and four. That's fine. About Penn State and Alabama. Do I think Penn State's been more impressive than Alabama? Yeah, I, I probably think they do. Have they accomplished more? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think Alabama is now you're going to make the argument if you're a Clemson fan. Well, why doesn't it work then for Clemson? But – I mean, it's the first college football ranking. We're not playing the national semifinals next week. 
There's plenty of time for this to play out. But I, I have not been overly impressed here by Clemson this year. I don't think it's quintessential Clemson, but I also think they're going to get better as this season continues to progress along. Yeah, I feel sorry for anybody that we play from here on out. So. <laughs> oh, there you go, Michael. I mean, you're obviously a very proud Tiger fan, oh. so there you go. I've always, Bleed orange. Go Bleed orange, yes, that's it. It's 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 one of the many amazing mental tricks that athletes and coaches have that they can take the, the slightest of slights and make it into this just monumental disrespect. This is not disrespectful, you're right, Moose, but it's going to be disrespectful to the Tigers. Well, I get I, – well, I mean, it, it's it's one thing when you look at it from an analytical perspective and from what we do, and if you're a college be, if college football fan, it's another thing if you're Dabo Sweeney and you're on that coaching staff. Yeah. Is there, because, but we're also talking about two different examples. I, I get related to one subject, but – they're kind of two different storylines. They really are because if you're Dabo Sweeney, you're gonna you're gonna pound home. Look at the little respect they show our yeah. program. Are you kidding me, guys? And what we've accomplished. We just destroyed Alabama last year in the national championship game. I mean, we've got the the best quarterback in America in Trevor Lawrence, and we are we're the fifth best team in the land. I mean, we've got to go out there and earn our respect once again. That's fine, and Davo Sweeney can play that role, that us-against-the-world mentality, and has done a, an amazing job building that program to where it is today is kind of being one of the, not one of, the national power in college football. Uh, but I think when analytically you watch them and you watch all five of these teams play and you put it in a va- and, and just watch what they've done this year, I think Clemson sits where they should sit. Oh yeah, I, I, I think that I think they deserve to be the fifth best team in the land. Oh yeah, they, they, they shouldn't be upset about it, but they're gonna be sure. And it's gonna it's gonna be tough. Is it NC? Yeah, it's NC State on Saturday. It's not gonna be fun for them, presumably. It shouldn't be. Um, they should they should start sending. It's almost as if, like the caller said, you'd almost sign up for this if you were Clemson, if you were Dabo Sweeney, because now you know what's ahead of you. The teams in front of you have a little more pressure to hold on to those spots, knowing that you're coming and you've got a chance to coach off this perceived disrespect of you being not in the top four, unbeaten, coming off a national title last year. Uh, Let's hear from Rob Mullen, shall we? Here he is talking about the fact of Clemson being out at number five and Penn State in at number four. Obviously a very good team, Um, you know, undefeated for sure. Um, But when you look at them relative to the people that were kind of in the same range, uh, particularly Penn State, who's right above them. You know, Penn State has marquee wins against Michigan and at Iowa. And for the committee, that was a separator. Two very, very, very good teams. Uh, but those two marquee wins were a separator. Oh, there you have it. So, you know, Mullins obviously leading this committee. He's also the AD at the University of Oregon. Uh, but then the, the lack of consistency when you look at what Alabama's done as compared to what you've seen from Penn State, a point that Bogus brought up earlier on. Um, here's Mullins talking about how they rank the teams. We start with a clean sheet of paper Mm. from week zero of the 2019 season through week 10 of the 2019 season. We don't look at past seasons. uh, We don't look at preseason. We look at week zero to week 10, and we do not look forward. And when we come back next week, it'll be with a completely clean sheet of paper. How about uh, final one for Mullins? Uh, How about on each of the 1 to 25 rankings? A lot of attention gets paid in 1 through 4 or 1 through 6. 
Um, but for our committee, we understand the importance of each and every ranking. So at just about every phase, and remember, we've talked about this in past years, you know, you do these in rounds, right? So we have right. seven rounds uh, where we break this down into smaller pieces. And there's a lot of debate within those rounds because you put teams into a pool, then you put their resumes on a board, and you have a lot of debate. So there's plenty of debate. Again, tomorrow morning you'll read a lot about, you know, Ohio State and LSU because of where they are in the rankings or Clemson and Penn State. Um, because of where they are in the rankings. But we're debating 21, 22, 24, 25, because we understand the importance of those programs as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I mean, the college football thanks. playoff Facebook, I mean, <laughs> the, the idea that you're you're discussing, you know, tw- you know, 25 and 26 in the land as compared to four and five, just as much in debating it and getting that yeah. hot and heavy about it is nonsense. I, I think I'd have the patience to get I to mean, about 12, and I'd be like, you guys do the rest. Well, I'm, I'm, but it's <laughs> just nonsense. I mean, it's just nonsense. I mean, you know, you get outside the top 10, I mean, you could throw darts at a board. I mean, that's it. Uh, I'm not saying that's what they do, but you can't tell me you're there having screaming matches at all arguments about who should be 17 and 18 i mean you gotta be kidding me yeah. i mean that's nonsense get me the teams who could be in the final By the way, four we're not the, this is not some world peace treaty we're breaking down here it's the college football rankings you guys don't thank us enough for the hard work we put in ranking football teams chargers bolting to london the owner's response which was a good one we'll get into that next it's taz and moose taz off focus in you know you where you're at cbs sports radio Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 